We're going to talk about the potential for government shutdown and what that means for the ag industry and so much more on today's episode of the Arkansas AgCast, which starts right now. You're listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Jason Brown and John Nickman. Howdy, howdy. It's Thursday. Hello. We are back. Uh, normal day, normal time uh, this week. Hopefully, you'll have a show by... Uh, normal day. Yeah, normal day. We're, we're recording in the afternoon. Yeah, that's probably because of me. I think the last two weeks because of me. okay. Yeah. But I think that's no. a testament to how important I am to this show. It is, and yeah. how flexible... You the podcast are. team can be. Uh, no, I, I promise you, nobody's nobody's ever going to get mad at uh, having a little extra time to prep for this show. Yeah, no kidding. I'm it takes slow. a lot of time. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of time to get the show ready each week. Uh, a little procrastination on my part, maybe. Well, no, you were busy. You had, you had. I am you important. Had, you had dad yeah. duties. Today. Yeah, I did. Uh, well, how's everybody's week going? All things considered, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We thought Tone had the stomach virus yesterday, but. I think he just ate something bad. <laughs> that happens with a with a one. It was just like, oh, uh, he, you know, yeah, he got sick. Mm-hmm. And like, oh man, here it goes because we've been hearing it's going around. Yeah, and then it just didn't happen again. Oh, awesome! And yesterday he was just happy just as fine. he could be. Yeah, <laughs> just walked it off. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, crawled it, it off. Was. I guess if that's you want to say that, that's what it was. Um, this is your last day. It not is not ever. Yeah, right. So for <laughs> a while, news. anyway. It, yeah. 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 Which is becoming for more and more week. rare anymore. So. Yeah. But, yeah. For a week. Yeah, I'm excited. You're headed out good. the door. Uh, got anything fun playing? Nah. Okay. <laughs> no? Nothing? Just a bunch of downtime. Yeah, it's... Uh, Long work. I'm just going to a little concert, so... Oh, okay. So it'll be good. That'll be fun. Yeah, lots of fun. Who are you going to see? You, too. You, too. There yeah. you go. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah, going to the Sphere. Ah, the Sphere re- in, in Vegas. Vegas, and yeah. Never, never been to Vegas, so we'll see. Nor have I. And you've never been to the Sphere because it's brand new, right? Very true. Yeah. You are correct, sir. It has been. I've seen some things on the internet. It shows some crazy images on there that look very realistic. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Basketball, smiley face, yeah. all sorts of stuff. And crazy thing is, that's, place, uh, that's all just the outside. Yeah. It does the same thing on the inside. Oh, really? And Fascinating. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Is this so, one of those, like, Dubai-type buildings? It's, you, you know what I mean? Just the most extravagant, technologically advanced. It is the largest screen ever built. Really? Basically, it's just everywhere you look, it's nothing but screen. screen. Oh, I'm looking and, at the website right And now. speakers. How I many mean, pixels do you think are in the sphere? Oh, that's a Brian question, not a Jason question. In yeah, or out? Aside the sphere, what? How, how many pixels do you think are inside the sphere? Oh man, is there more That's, on the outside? You Surely. get into trivia questions now. Yeah. So yeah, how many are. total pixels are within 
there the are structure of the sphere. Billions of Man, pixels. Probably. The eyeball <laughs> is pretty jarring. Yes. Yeah, yes. The eyeball. That's what just I'm imagine saying. driving down. You know, you're driving down the strip and yeah. you see this big. Oh, the pumpkin. The pumpkin's a good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. If y'all hadn't seen this, you need to look up Sphere. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Sphere, Las Vegas. The uh, the yeah. cool thing, crazy thing. This is the first of many they're going to build. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Is it a is it it's a company a, or is it one of the casinos? It's, a, it's like a billionaire. Uh huh. Uh, entrepreneur he's he's starting a new entertainment venue and uh this is the first to launch and he's gonna do i think he said paris um probably one in dubai who knows yeah yeah they, they get everything uh, that does there. that does feel but, exactly uh, like a dubai type of thing yeah they're they're gonna be they're gonna build several of them around the world and they're you know it's concerts movies yeah, so this is not just a show. This is going to be a whole immersive experience, I would assume. Exactly. He contracted you two to help launch it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, know, a, that's a contract. They're mm-hmm. iconic and yeah, been around for a while. And so they signed up for eight shows originally, sold out immediately, and uh, I was lucky enough to get in there. Oh, so, man. man. Can you imagine watching like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings in there? Oh, it I might never leave. Would you want to do that, Jason? <laughs> oh yeah, buddy. Sign me up. Yeah. I am I'm just hoping that they preview a few things like that while I'm sitting there. Be like, yeah. I found my home. Oh, you know <laughs> you know part of this is marketing be. the oh. facility. So the build up to is not just gonna be you two. Oh absolutely. it's gonna be well you know, like credits at the movies or whatever. Yeah. Or not credits, but trailers. Well, you know, Star's not as big a U2 fan as I am, so uh, I start telling her about this trip mm-hmm. that I got us, and mm-hmm. she's that I got U2, us. And she's like, yeah, exactly, us. exactly. <laughs> and then uh, she goes, well, I'll go for you. That'll be good. And mm-hmm. we've never been to Vegas. But then as I started telling her, she started seeing this stuff about the sphere, and she goes, have you seen this thing? It's like, that's where we're going. And she goes, no way. Oh, she's into it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she's been talking about it more. So now she's kind of excited <laughs> to see it and stuff. But then she started finding out all the different shows, and there's nature uh-huh. shows and different That'd things cool. they're going to be doing. She's more interested in that. <laughs> we'll already be gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, could we see the Swamp documentary? Yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> you know, you know. so, but it's, just think IMAX. Um, you know, you think IMAX and yeah. then multiply it by... Like oh yeah, ten. It's huge. Just see. I thought you were until until now. I thought you were just going to see Las Vegas or uh, you two in Las Vegas, right? Like cool, right? Fine, whatever, right? Which uh, in and of itself would be fun. But sure, exactly. You know, no. This is uh, launching like now. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is the first you've heard of this for sure, man, buddy. I'm gonna tell you, I don't. <laughs> you know, I just live in my own world. I thought you were up on the news. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's the first I've heard yeah. of it. Well, well, all right. So, question. Yes. When do you think you bought your first uh, U2 uh, music? Music? I'll say album. You okay. Know, on, all right. Was it on tape? It could have been single. Um, no, it was LP. Um, and it was uh, Joshua Tree. Mm. Um, because up to that point, I had been recording on tape. Or something like that from, you know, a friend of mine would uh-huh. give me, you know, listen to this. You need to try this. Or I'd borrow one of their cassettes or LPs or whatever and yeah. listen. So I've been a fan since there. So that was 87, Joshua Tree. Came exactly. Out. 
I've been a fan since their War album. Uh huh. That was kind of when I started coming on the scene mm-hmm. with them. First started hearing about them, but uh, um, been a fan ever since. Yeah, they are one of those bands that like eclipse the talent sphere. You yeah. know, yeah. you know what I mean. I mean, like even you look at bands like, you know, um, I don't know. I'll just say. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin yeah. is huge because of their talent, but yeah. they—I don't feel like they ever got to that level. Yeah, that U two is at where yeah. you're into humanitarian stuff and you're into you know you know all, all that yeah. kind of thing. How old yeah. is Bono now? He's in his sixties. Is he so, that old? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Then mm. who's their lead guitarist? Edge. Edge. Yeah, Edge. He's yeah. pretty talented. He's amazing. Yeah. What was that uh, documentary? It had like. Uh, Led Zeppelin's lead guitarist Edge, uh, guy from White Stripes, Jack, yeah. Jack White. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. might get loud. Yeah, that was yeah. really good. Brian and I have yeah. talked about that before. Yeah. There's a, one scene in there that I think you stopped short of, where Edge starts playing a U2 song. I don't know, "Beautiful Day." We'll call it. I don't know for sure that that was it. And then he just go. They walk through and they start turning off every effect yeah. module and everything. Mm. Do you remember this? Yep. And it gets down to just him playing literally a Fender Strat. And it's like the simplest, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, GCD or yeah. whatever that is that you could think of. But, you know, and I know people think about that differently. And right. Y'all know I'm a music nerd. People are like, ah, is that really talent if you're using all that? But I'll tell you what, the talent that it takes – to put all that oh, stuff man. together yeah. and to build that well, he had sound, a giant board, didn't he? In that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's yeah. and that's how I became such a fan of them because it's not uh, their it's their albums mm-hmm. are fantastic, mm-hmm. but the recording quality and stuff mm-hmm. it was hit and miss on some of it, and they've even talked about it some. Yeah, they, and that's why they've gone back and remastered them all and started re-releasing them to get them what they wanted them to be. But yeah, uh, they're they're as good as their albums were and their songs. Mm-hmm. They're a live band. Yeah. You, right. you, you feel everything and they definitely make you a part of it. So, yes. uh, the exciting thing is the concert that they're putting on the, or the music they're playing is the Octung baby stuff, which is uh-huh. all the zoo TV stuff that they did in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. And that's the one I took my brother to down in Dallas and we oh, actually really? got to meet them before the concert. And my wow. brother has a yearbook photo of him with the edge. <laughs> really? It's pretty cool. It's pretty that cool. Is cool. So. I think that I think bands like that are okay. My one of my favorite bands ever uh is uh North Mississippi All Stars. And yeah. I, I don't mm-hmm. care if I ever hear one of their studio records. Mm-hmm. But I'd go see them every yeah. time they yeah. see them. Like, some some bands I mean? are just so, like that, you yeah. know, it's just live it's is, okay. is where it's at. Yeah, it's all right. Well, uh are you going to Vegas or anything this weekend? No. Anthony's birthday oh, is oh. tomorrow. One might argue even bigger. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We've got a big day. His first birthday ever oh. is tomorrow. <laughs> it only happens once. Yeah. The yeah. first. So we have his birthday party uh, Saturday. We're going to watch Rosebacks play. Okay. The theme is Little Piggy Picnic. Little Piggy yeah. Picnic. <laughs> I like that. So, you came up with that. No. That oh, me. you didn't. Okay. No, that was my wife. Are we having pork? Uh, no, I offered to smork, a smork, a smoke, <laughs> smoke some pork butts, and that got shot down because kids were coming and they needed Chick-fil-A. Uh, so that's what I've So told. you're yes. having 
chicken at a little piggy picnic. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're not going to serve the little piggies at the little piggy uh-uh. picnic, I guess. You uh-uh. know, so. Interesting. Well. So hopefully uh, the Razorbacks pull it off. Sam, Coach Pittman, I, that's what Anthony wants for his birthday is a win. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, who are they playing? Uh, Texas A&M. Oh, yeah. yeah. In Dallas. At Dallas. Yeah. Jerry's World. So. Okay. Well, we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, that's my weekend. That's pretty fun, man. Uh, I love it. You know, the first birthday party is that one where, you know, the kid has no clue what's happening. Yeah, he's he's going to – I'm interested to see, you know, you go to these first birthday parties and they give the kid a little cake. Yeah. Right, in their high chair for them to, like, mm-hmm. crush. Some of them just – then some of them just kind of like I don't know. Oh, what that our, is. our daughter I don't did not touch that. I wonder what he's gonna do. Yeah, uh, she didn't want. She didn't hardly touch it. He, he likes to. My wife coming up on the high uh, high chair and like mm-hmm. putting her hand in or whatever, and yeah. she's like, "Yeah, eh, that's kind of gross." I, <laughs> <laughs> I think Anthony's gonna like it. I, th- I yeah. think I could be wrong though. Yeah, I think he's kind of a messy a, eater. I think we have a photo of every grandkid um, so far. They have all just. Head first, just it's just completely caked. It. Yeah, it's all over their face. That's and, funny. You know, uh, pretty funny. Yeah. So That's we'll funny. see. As long as the Razorbacks win, and he has a good time, and our attendees have a good time, and all the kids have a good time. Yeah, it'll be a good yeah. time. Are y'all? Get, it's gonna be hot though. I are think. you getting him anything? Uh, yeah. What did we get him? I can't tell you because he might be listening. Yeah, no, that's here, a good know? call. That's yeah. A, yeah, that's a real good call. Nice. Um, <laughs> Well, he's my, a big fan. My kiddo celebrated <laughs> a birthday yesterday. Oh yeah. She's of the age. This is like big girl room time. She's mm-hmm. eight, yeah. and uh, so Heather, my wife, has been buying all this stuff, and we did a bed and a desk and all the decorations, all the, all that stuff. Yeah, and uh, so I'm like, oh, what's Dad gonna get her some? Searching around, and she's big into music. Speaking of music, okay, big into music, and. She, I set her up with like some old computer speakers back in the winter mm-hmm. that plug into her Alexa or whatever, so she can, you know, listen to music a little louder. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> well, apparently she got into that too much because they kind of they didn't last too long. They busted, oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, she got a proper. I haven't even told you this. A proper uh, set of studio monitors. Oh man, uh, I can are, hear it now. That are powered. Uh, the two, two of them. So, and so those came in. Yeah. Oh, so those wow. came in yesterday, and I hooked them. And Heather's like, "Those aren't white. They don't match." The, <laughs> and I'm like, "No, they don't, do they?" <laughs> She's like, "You are messing up the entire vibe in here." I'm like, "I don't care." So we turn care. on the speakers. <laughs> Sorry, we turn on the speakers, and I they've come with a remote, and I cranked it up. And she just like walked out of the room. She's so frustrated. So make sure you, make sure you get to buy her a set of drums. Oh yeah. Oh well, there's a drum kit next. So oh, you're, drum. you're saying it's not going to be you. It might be Heather from the other room. Turn yeah. that crap down. Yeah, exactly. Because it's I'm telling you, it's so loud. Yeah. Turn it down. And, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, I was pretty proud of myself for getting getting her that because she'll just. I mean, she'll turn on whatever. Well, it's always going to yeah. be your fault now, man. <laughs> if listen, you wouldn't have gotten her if those a speakers. kid, if a kid can't listen to loud music, yeah, that, and just dance around the yeah, room, what exactly? Is, you know, that, so. that is hilarious that the speaker color came up. That <laughs> yeah, happens like, in our house too. She's like, those way. aren't white. Everything, <laughs> yeah, like I don't care. Like they're they're That's, speakers, you know. That is great. So anyway, 
Uh, all right. Well, I guess uh, I guess we better get on with it. We got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, a couple things before we get uh, too far in. We've got that calendar events that we kind of talked about last week, um, and a couple notable events there is the state fair. I know there's a lot of talk going on around the office right now about the Arkansas State Fair, October 13th through the 22nd. Uh, for those of you who in the past have watched. Uh, the PR team go out and give you a sort of breakdown uh, of the food scene at the state fair. Yes. We still plan to do that on October 12th. You have sort of self-invited yourself. I have self-invited yeah. yourself. You've uh, invited I'm, yourself I'm to that party. I'm making sure they know that um, I'm coming. You're wishing well, to be an honorary member yeah, of that day. And I'm so. going to be on camera, whether you like it or not. <laughs> well, so if you come we'll along, we're going to have to call it a little piggy party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of piggy to eat out there. I can assure you. Uh, let me see what else. Um, we got the uh, Arkansas Farm Bureau 89th Annual Convention, uh, November 29th through December 1st. I know mm -hmm. there's also a ton of work uh, going on about that right now. Uh, and then, if you are interested, the Arkansas Ag Hall of Fame has opened up nominations uh, for this year or next year's uh, class. Uh, and those are open right now at ArkansasAgHallOfFame.org. Uh, submit someone who you believe should be uh, considered for the uh, Arkansas Ag Hall of Fame. Again, ArkansasAgHallOfFame.org. The deadline to submit your application, not application, but your sub your nomination is November 1st. I guess you could apply, put could. yourself in there. Uh, but uh, yeah, November 1st. So get that get that in there. Um, and then I think that's it on events. Anything else before we get into crop quality and harvest? Not that I can think of. Okay. All right. Well, you're full of energy today. I had to get a coffee. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was coming back from lunch. I'm like, I need a little bit of coffee. I didn't have any this morning. So I was, was given a sausage biscuit right before lunch, and it was a really? lot of biscuit. <laughs> so it yeah. may be weighing me down a little bit. Oh, yeah. I did have to go upstairs and grab lunch, and she said, I've been making breakfast and lunch <laughs> for the past two days. Yeah. She said, I'm whooped. So it must have come from upstairs. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, all right. Well, in that case, uh, let's get into crop quality and harvest updates. Uh, and we'll, uh, let me see, we'll kick off with corn. How about that? The state corn crop is nearly complete with 88% harvested. We're ahead of last year and the five-year average. We saw a big jump over last week. Uh, when we were just at 72% completed, 88% uh, on Tuesday, which means, goodness, we may be close to 95%. I mean, you called it last point. week. You, th you said we'd jump about 10%. Yeah, uh, uh, I got lucky. Uh, just a couple more weeks before I think we call that a wrap. Mm -hmm. um, looking at rice, we've harvested about 60% of the state's acres uh, with the total crop headed out and 92% of it mature. Uh, we're trending with the last year and the five-year uh, but the crop quality continues to look great uh, at three-quarters in the good-to-excellent rating. Uh, soybeans are at 20% harvested. That was huge. That's double what we uh, had done last week, but still a bit behind last year in the five-year. 78% uh, of the crop is coloring and another 55% dropping leaves. The crop is in decent condition with about 54% rated good-to-excellent. And that's actually uh, down a little bit over last week's report. Hmm. We've got another 35% rated uh, as fair, which is also uh, more than we had in that fair column last week, uh, probably probably coming down from that good to excellent. Yeah. 
Uh, and then, yeah, there's so, so I think we're starting to see maybe some quality concerns. It's tough to tell with only 20% harvested, but yeah, uh, I, 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 we went to Phillips County last weekend. Sorry. Uh-huh. I got my uh-huh. thoughts crossed that's up, a, but, okay. uh, yeah, it looked like a lot of beans were ready. Yeah. I think folks are just, you know, when you've got rice and beans, they want to get that rice out for, and corn too. I guess, yeah. And then some people, had, out there. some people had told me they'd caught up to their rice their soybeans they were done with corn yeah so just had a point yeah we're headed up around randolph uh this weekend north sort of northeast arkansas and and lawrence county and i'm betting that we see folks still cutting corn yeah and rice up there probably so all right uh cotton's almost completely opened up the state and harvest has bumped up to five percent done we're slightly behind the five year but ahead of uh last year still uh we're um the crop looks to be in good shape with more than 70% of acres rated good to excellent. Uh, and then we'll wrap up with peanuts today with more than three quarters of the crop rated good to excellent. Harvest took a big jump this week with 20% dug and 4% harvested. Um, other than that, I'll just say river levels continue to be a concern here. We're hearing a basis at one and a half below. Uh, with some time restrictions being placed at elevators, meaning don't bring grain past, you know, a certain time of day. Uh, the river's projected to only get lower in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you're going to talk about this today, so I don't, I am. <clears throat> I don't want to get too far into it, but it's likely going to become a much more dire situation as gra- grain is added to bins and storage um, is, you know, st- starting to, uh, I guess, lose or, or fill up. Uh, yeah. around the state i couldn't find the word there um speaking for little rock i saw this this morning and thought thought i'd throw this in september will go down as one of the top 10 driest months on record uh in in little rock i don't um, doubt it in little rock we've had less than a half inch of rain all month and i can tell you like wow. I, we were expecting big rain twice last week and we've still only gotten a half of an, a half an inch uh, all month so that's terrible. It's uh, it's not good, man. It's tough out there. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that's it for uh, crop crop quality and harvest. Let's do some news. All right. Let's do it. Well, we'll stick with uh, kind of the row crop theme here. Okay. I've got some good news regarding corn exports. Oh, nice. Uh, it was recently announced that Mexico has secured 64.5 million bushels of U.S. corn. The purchase will be split between uh, or split 41.3 million bushels for the current marketing year. Mm-hmm. And another 24.0 million bushels for the 2024-25 marketing year. So they are even buying into the future. Yeah. Uh, this is particularly good to see given uh, ongoing USMCA trade disputes between U.S. and Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mexico's purchase marks the largest daily sale on record and third largest sale of corn uh, to the country. The USMCA trade dispute has primarily been focused on corn for human consumption, specifically white corn. But this purchase is destined for Mexico's livestock industry mm-hmm. as animal feed. Mm. The push for importing so much corn is due to Mexico's lack of domestic production. The country's largest farmers warned uh, that they wouldn't be able to meet the local demand this year. Under the current administration, Mexico's agricultural agriculture ministry's budget has been cut by a third. And Holy subsidies God. previously provided to those larger farmers almost entirely eliminated. Mm. Can you imagine the subsidies that farmers here have the luxury of being mm. cut? Mm. Uh, these farmers account for two thirds of the country's corn production, mm. so uh, they don't they don't have a choice this year, but to and, and ongoing for the next mm-hmm. few years, but to purchase from outside the country. 
at least large sums of it. Another reason for such a large commitment is that Mexico may fear U.S. corn production could be falling in the future. Uh, and we've already seen that kind of with the record production in Brazil mm-hmm. and other yep. outside countries. If production does fall, in theory, yet again, we're going to talk about this in every show, prices will increase and thus be more expensive in the future. Yeah. So what would that be? Locking that in. That's a supply and demand there you issue. Go. We did it. But yeah, that's. I think that's pretty good news for the corn crop or uh, corn exports in the U.S. given that um, Brazil's having a record production. We've kind of had some issues with corn production here in the country. So, um, and also with those those trade disputes that we've had with Mexico. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting to see uh, purchase rather than subsidized. Yeah, there, uh, for product. I wonder what that says about production costs. And I'd, I'd also read that you know they use the white corn for human consumption, and they're also concerned in Mexico that they're not going to meet that demand either with production within the country. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well. Something we'll have to watch. That that certainly grabbed our eye when we saw that record uh, mm-hmm. record purchase down there, and especially I think there's been some dispute or conversation about uh, GMO and how that plays in. Yeah, that was with the white corn. Okay, okay. There, I don't think there's so much concerned with uh, animal feed. Animal feed, field yeah. corn. Okay, interesting. All right. Well, I've got a topic uh, topic that we uh, just simply can't ignore on the show today, especially with the deadline looming this weekend. Uh, if you guess government shutdown uh, watch, then you would be correct. Mm. Uh, thanks to Mary Hightower with the U of A Division of Ag for pulling together a unique look at the agriculture uh, impacts of a shutdown. For the story, uh, together, uh, sorry, for the story, Mary talked to uh, Ryan Loy, who's an extension economist for the Division of Ag. And for starters, uh, Ryan Loy said that a government shutdown could remove price and revenue safety nets for farmers and mean higher pro- food prices for consumers. Uh, many reports, uh, or Mary reports, goodness, I can't read today. Mary okay. reports that funding for the federal government runs out, of course, on September 30th, unless Congress passes a continuing resolution or finds some other means to keep funds flowing. If the government shuts down, so too would progress toward the next farm bill. The Farm Bill has provisions with two sets of expiration dates, September 30th and uh, December 31st. One major impact predicted here by Loy is that certain agencies serving farmers would cease operations. Agencies Mm. like FSA, NRCS, and Rural Development Centers specifically. So in a shutdown scenario, if you're a farmer trying to sign up for a program, that won't happen since the agency would not be open. Uh, another effect is that two key agencies, the Bureau of Labor Statistics and uh, NAS, National Agricultural Statistics Service, uh, will also be closed and won't be collecting statistics, which means no payments issued. I'll, I'll add to that, maybe not a crop progress report yeah. on this show. Uh, the shutdown would halt funding for ARC and PLC, and we all know uh, that these are some of the programs that provide protections uh, to farmers in the event of substantial revenue or commodity price drops. Uh, no funding means no payments for farmers here. To wrap up, we know the impacts would go well beyond ag, of course, uh, but these are just a few examples of how we would fill a shutdown here in the ag community. So, man, uh, you know, at this point, uh, you know, we've got until midnight Saturday night, um, I guess, Sunday morning, however you want to look at that, and it uh, it doesn't seem... I think the farm bill is a foregone conclusion. We're yeah. not going to pass a farm bill. 
Um, so all eyes are on whether or not they pass some sort of funding mechanism or, or extension. It feels like this is going, open. this is happening more and more every year. Yeah, it really Each does. year this is more like it comes down to the wire. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you just want to hope that one day they can just all get along, you know. Wouldn't that be nice? That sure would be. Hey, let's have, bring them in here. We'll <laughs> sit down and talk, talk to them. Won't we? Won't we? All right. Well, let's take a short break from the news. Speaking of, if you've considered po- running for public office and want to get involved in fun things like, <laughs> like this conversation, uh, we've got some great news. Uh, registration is now open for our How to Win Election seminar. That's right. This seminar teaches how to evaluate the candidate and the electorate, build a campaign structure, Raise money and how to get voter attention, plus much more. Fun fact, Jason. All right. According to the American Farm Bureau, candidates who have seen, been through the program have a 75% winning uh, percentage. Oh, nice. Uh, the seminar takes place right here at our office on October 17th and 18th, and registration is already open. It only costs $225 to attend, and that includes the classes and meals during the program. Uh, all jokes aside here, to learn more, or register. This is a great program. Just go to ARFB.com and search how to win an election today. But you better get signed up because registration will close on October 13th. Uh, All right. Well, let's get back to the news. I think I'm up. Yes. Uh, And the last one for me today. Let's check in with Senator Bozeman and the Farm Bill, courtesy of Alex Thomas with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Um, Like we said, uh, Farm Bill, I think, I don't know that we're going to hit that. (laughs) We're not going to have a new Farm Bill by Saturday. Uh, no. But uh, let's see what's going on. So Alex, uh, Alex's reporting notes that Senator Bozeman has spent a part of his Congress traveling across the country. We've talked about some of this here uh, to hear the needs and concerns of ag stakeholders. His latest stop was in the president's home state of Delaware. Hmm. Uh, while in the first state, Senator Bozeman uh, noted a key common thread in Arkansas and Delaware. I learned something, by the way, writing the story. Uh, both states have a significant portion of their ag portfolios in chicken and broiler production. Did not know that. But Arkansas's head count of chicken and broilers is exponentially larger than that of its counterpart in the Northeast, four and a half times larger to be exact. Yeah, I believe uh, that. The Delaware trip marked the 15th stop uh, that Senator Bozeman has made in relation to passing a new farm bill. Just this week, he was in Florida to talk with ag stakeholders in the Sunshine State. Uh, The last farm bill passed was in December 2018 when Republicans controlled both chambers and the White House. Uh, The task this year looks much different with the chambers split between Democrats and Republicans uh, control and with a Democrat in the White House. As we mentioned earlier, the current farm bill expires on Saturday at midnight, uh, the end of the uh, federal fiscal year. Previously, Senator Bozeman has mentioned uh, January 1 as his last possible date. His drop, I think it, he referred to it as, air quotes, drop-dead date hmm. to pass a new bill. But he noted that it's important to get the bill right. Yes. One of his main, one of the senator's main focuses has been on the risk management piece of the Farm Bill, and this is very important. Consistently, he notes that the existing law uses numbers based on 2012 statistics uh, meaning the safety net hasn't kept up with rising production costs and inflation. That's a good point. Yeah, so uh, there we go. There's a Farm Bill update. Senator Bozeman continue to be out working on that again in Florida this week. He was in Delaware last week. And uh, uh, so anyway, the work the work goes on there. Well, that's interesting to see him take such a, a stance on something in the Farm Bill. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. But good he is. Uh, well, uh, 
last one? Yeah, how about it? Yeah. So uh, we'll conclude, like Jason said, I was going to talk about the low water at the Mississippi River level uh, and how it's affecting grain transportation costs. All right. Uh, Daniel Munch, uh, the ag- he's an ag economist for American Farm Bureau out okay. of D.C., oh, nice. published a detailed article today explaining how low water levels on the Mississippi River are having more of an impact than they did last year. Mm. Uh, and we've kind of talked about that here already in the past yeah. few weeks. As most of our listeners remember, the Mississippi River hit record lows last year during harvest, which disrupted transportation of grain destined for export markets. Mm. As a result, we saw dramatic increases in barge rates and widening of bases. Mm. Uh, This in turn forced producers to hold on to grain in hopes that water levels uh, and prices would rise or be forced to take less than adequate prices due to the widening of bases, which Tyler Oxner and I wrote a very detailed article on Mm -hmm. uh, last year. Uh, hopefully, we can put something out this year, so I'll be looking for that. Yeah, will do. Uh, however, uh, difficult that was on row crop industry last year, so specifically corn and soybeans, this year has uh, proved to be even worse, mm-hmm. or is proving to be. Uh, the Army Corps of Engineers reports the stage or height of the river's surface relative to the zero stage level of 379 feet above standard sea level, mm-hmm. and in Munch's article, he uses St. Louis, uh, St. Louis's water gauge as an example, where the river is at 1.13 feet above sea level. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is 46% lower than the prior three-year average of 4.27 feet and 24% lower, uh, or 24% below last year's level of 1.49 feet mm-hmm. on the same day. Mm-hmm. So we're even worse than what we were last year. Right. He goes on to say that for the month of September, the average daily stage at this same location has been minus 3.02 feet, which is over three times lower than August's number and over two feet lower than the same period last year. Goodness. Just like last year, in response to low water levels, draft allowances or the depth a barge may sink into the water has been reduced, as well as a decrease in the sizes or the number of barges in a single boat can tow. Mm. So you can't fill boats as much as you could. Yeah, right. uh, And you can't push as many downriver. That's what that is. Which means, I bet, it's more expensive Yes, to move Correct. Them. Since September 18th, between Cairo, Illinois, and the Gulf of Mexico, average loading drafts got barges, or drafts got barges are down 24%, and average tow sizes are down to 17%. Mm. This means that more barges will be needed to move the same quantity of grain, and more boats will be needed to move similar groups of barges, making trans- transportation less efficient, just like you said. Yeah. This issue is causing transportation costs to increase as well as creating two- to three-day transit delays down the river. Wow. Yeah. The U.S. Inland Waterway System utilizes a percent of tariff system to establish large barge freight rates, and these tariffs are used to uh, used as benchmarks for barge rates all at all regions of the river. I think there's like five or six different regions of the river that they, they specifically have. Yeah, yeah. Although much does a very good job of explaining the origin in the calculation of uh, barge rates in his article, to save some time here, I won't go into that, that oh, detail. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that's more math than I'm personally capable of, probably. <laughs> so I have no right into explaining it to you all today. Uh, so uh, if you want more detail on that and how these rates are uh, applied or brought up, you know, calculated, go to yeah. his website. Yeah. Or go to afbf.org. There you go. Uh, however, barge tariffs for the week of August 16th reached 401% of their underlying tariff, which is well in line with last year at the same time, or for the same week. But for the week of September 11th, rates ticked up to 900% of uh, mm-hmm. their underlying tariff. Last year during the same week, rates were 779% of their underlying tariff. 
It is a 121% difference and a clear sign that we are in a worse position than we yeah. were last year mm-hmm. this time. Just to end here, uh, to give a little bit more statistics, barge grain movements for the week ending September 24th at St. Louis totaled 68,900 tons. This was 16% less than the previous week and 41% less than Gosh. the same period last year. Mm. For the previous week, 81 grain barges moved downriver, 25 fewer than last week. Uh, also, there uh, 516 there were 516 grain barges unloaded in New Orleans, which is 2% lower than last week. Yeah. So all that to say, this river is having a much more difficult time moving grain down a river than uh, we did last year. Last year. And there's not any good news or weather. I was going to say, I've looked at the two. These numbers are going to increase in the wrong direction. In the wrong direction. I was looking, frankly, a little bit selfishly at at when's it going to cool down. Yeah. Uh, But as part of that, notice that there is no – uh, rain in sight. I mean, yeah. there's no, just no chance of. And it. I was talking to a farmer the day on the phone that's already taking hits on basis and mm. trying to hold grains difficult if you don't have the room. And yeah, uh, yeah, I think this is a conversation we're going to have for the next several weeks on the show. I can see on my weather app out to October 12th, and there's two days with a chance, and those are 60% chances. Yeah. So. Well, I wonder what the forecast is up in, like, the Ohio River, Missouri River, yeah, Illinois I've, River. I know we talked about that some on here, and I, I was reading a little bit about that, and they were just saying, like, how how little that can help. here. I mean, I know it will help, but it's not, you know, having rain up there, it takes it so long, and, and yeah. you've got to have almost so much more to trickle down. Yeah. I say trickle down, but to flow down to here. Anyway, it's a... Uh, a tough situation like i said i don't think we're hearing a ton about it right now because there's still storage op- open like yeah like the one thing that concerned that. me most reading the article was not what i read but what i saw in his his graph that he gave uh, uh that daniel gave and it was i think starting at 2020 or 2021 of the river levels through our harvest weeks mm. and each year at that at this week in time for the past three or four years the river level significantly was lower than it was the year before. The year before, so it's a trend. Yeah, it, it looked it's it was very visible a trend that this river is going lower and lower every year, uh, mm. and I can't imagine it being any lower than it is today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I said that last year too. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So I, I I'm, that's I'm the worried. main highway. I mean, uh, for, for yeah. soybeans and corn, right there, buddy. Uh, so anyway. All right, well, that wraps up the news, uh, but I know it does not wrap up the show, so hopefully Brian can make us feel a little bit more positive. Uh, no, he never does. Max we shall see. <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> oh, I know. I went back and watched a little bit of last week, and are you smarter than a fifth grader? I liked how uh, you put in like the description of the show that specifically about Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts? I cannot take credit <laughs> yeah. for that. And... Um, but I will tell you, the person who did that asked me today if I would write a title for the show. Yeah. And I said, yes, because I will. Mm-hmm. But I would have never put Pop-Tarts in the title before. And who would have thought we'd have talked about Pop-Tarts? Yeah. And so I don't know. My phone must have been listening. You've been getting ads I, for Pop-Tarts? No, no, no. Like a, like a question or something, a video popped up on one of my social media feeds about, do you, have you ever put butter on your Pop-Tart? <laughs> And if you did, if you haven't, you should talk about how great it was. That's awesome. I've never done that before. Uh, 
Matter of fact, I don't, I'm I don't glad think it's, I need to do that. Right. I'm glad it's still affecting you today. So it lives that's on. cool. Yeah. That's good. That's that keeps the Pop Tart moment uh, lives on. So, uh, but yes, that's right, campers. It is time once again for Stone the Host. Yes, yes, he did it. Yes, it's a highlight of my week. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> you guys liked the Are you, smarter than a fifth grader. We did. Mm-hmm. Let's continue, shall we? Oh, oh I thought okay. you were going to go I even lower to like third, third grade. grade. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, this is going to be bad. It is so, so funny that you say that because I almost did. Uh. <laughs> I almost did. Uh, but I thought, no, I'll keep it at fifth grade level. That's um, funny. But it is math related. <laughs> I just so. admitted. <laughs> like, I know. You, you almost had to, math. You almost <clears> had to bleep me. <laughs> well, you know, inside I was laughing as math. you're saying math. Yeah, so, I'm sure. But... Um, Hopefully these won't be too bad. Well, so we need scrap Let's paper see. and pencil. You can get it if you want. I'll let you <laughs> cheat. Uh, how many inches are there in two yards? Well, there's uh, in one yard. There's what thirty two inches, right? Seventy two. So sixty four. Seventy two. Very 72. good. Oh, Very good. Very good. You can probably hear me on the microphone if you're listening. Fifth, fifth grade level is working so far, yeah. so here we go. And I was so proud of myself. Still, just oh, that's thirty. That's thirty six inches, right? And then, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I said thirty two. I tried to keep some of them simple. Yeah. So, um, how many sides does a quadrangle have? Mm, four. Very good. Very good. What okay. It, a what? A quadrangle. What's a quadrangle? I don't know. I just heard quad. Yeah. <laughs> That was the key part of it. I was yeah. thinking a, like a four-dimensional the, the triangle. Wrangle, <laughs> wrangle through you all. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's ramp it up just a little bit. What whole number is the closest to the square root of 65? Oh my God. 64. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, I knew that one was going to be a good one. The closest number to the square root of 65. I wouldn't. I mean... Look at you, bang. Well, really? Yeah, it's eight. eight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good. Three for three. Well, for you Brown. All right. Uh, that was All right. Let me find one here. How many seconds make one and a half hours? Mm, mm. That's too much. Quick math. Let's go. Yeah, that would be 60, 60 seconds times 60. Times 60. 60. Yeah, six, six times. No, that would be 60 seconds times 90 minutes, right? So what would that math be? There you go. Very good. Very good. I was carrying my zero. Well, uh, oh, you know, we're doing a lot of math in the house, and I was I, like, add that zero. That, uh, you know, do the multiplication. Uh, and just add in my defense, zero. I'm so pretty good. sure I announced last week that I cannot do math without a calculator. <laughs> By the way, uh, John Bailey, I will be applying for an economist position. <laughs> there you now. go. That's, all right. I, I got to do one more. Okay. So, uh, this is a word problem here. Oh, so, boy. Uh, if a shopping cart contains one apple, two bananas, three oranges, and four hot dogs, <laughs> one apple. That cart is gross. <laughs> one apple, uh-huh. two bananas, three oranges. And four hot dogs. What percentage of the cart's total contents is fruit? 
60%. Yeah. Jay Brown is winner, winner, chicken dinner he's all a, he's day a quick long. One. There you wow. go. You are indeed smarter <laughs> or as smart as, as smart as a fifth grader. So congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, well, the problem is problems like that usually want you to be doing the math as you as it's being read to distract you. I, I'm a very uh, slow person physically and mentally, so <laughs> I, I, I'm not quick to anything. Here's my here's my challenge. I can do stuff like that. That's just kind of like, you know, it's basically just a memory yeah. like thing or whatever. Entirely. But when it comes to if you put an equation in front of me, buddy, college algebra almost kept me from graduating college. I mean, <laughs> See, I can run through an equation step by step. Well, that's step. what I figured it's because it's more a different. Formal, yeah. yeah, it's more formal. That where I can just kind of add or subtract yeah. however I need to to mm. get the answer. Um, you know, anyway. I need to see it too. Yeah, okay. that's the toughest part yeah. is doing that in the air, right? Very um, in the cloud. True. In the cloud. Yeah. All in the cloud. Yeah. This is a definite cloud up here, I can assure you. <laughs> Very <that>. cloudy up there. <laughs> Very cloudy. All right. Well, that wraps up the news for this week. Uh, thanks for following along with the Arkansas iCast. We're grateful for you taking the time to watch and listen. Remember, you can catch new episodes of the show every Thursday afternoon. Find video episodes on Facebook and YouTube. Listen to the audio version wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, make sure to subscribe and leave us a review when you have a few extra minutes. The Arkansas AdCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm Jason Brown. And I'm John McMinn. And we'll see you next week.